Welcome to the Ramcast, the podcast version of Ram TV. If you want to see the video version of this podcast, be sure to check out our YouTube or Facebook channels where you can subscribe and follow us. Ram TV works in partnership with Valley Studios, a production company designed to bring entertainment to all facets of the internet. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Ramcast. That's Sonic. Your detective skills continue to astound me, Zach. What? Yes, it's Sonic. It's lame. Why is it lame? Man, Sonic's old. What? We're older. It's a new game purposely built to look like an old game. That's called retro. Oh, really? But we call it dumb when people buy new jeans meant to look like old, worn-out ones. Uh, I can't argue that. Dude, you should be playing Dauntless. Oh my What's god. What's Dauntless? Well, let me in there and I'll show you. Wait your turn. Let me in there. No. I've seen enough Sonic for ten years thanks to Mike. Well, that's not my problem. I'm gonna hold my breath until you let me play. Why are you gonna... <gasps> okay. Well, for the rest of you, we talk about government overreach. An unfortunate death on the set of Deadpool 2. And I'm gonna do a review of the new Sonic Mania, and Zack apparently is going to give us an inside look of Dauntless if he doesn't pass out first. You're watching Ram TV. Okay, we're going to be taking this outside because uh, if Zack passes out, I really don't want him collapsing on me. Have you ever wondered if the government decides it's okay to take all of your personal info because you visit, let's say, an anti-Trump website? Well, they do. Ray has the disturbing reality of government overreach. Hi everyone, so I have really two stories to talk about and they really are serious at this point. They really do focus on free speech and of course as someone who has a journalism degree from NIU, I had to study the First Amendment and free speech to really get my degree in the first place. The first story involves the Justice Department. The Justice Department is asking the website DestructJ20.org on all files pertaining to merely visitors of the website that describes itself as the site to build a framework to protest the inauguration of Donald Trump and planning the right actions to make it happen. So clearly an anti-Trump website, anti-Trump group. And this is problematic because if you merely visit the, the site for curiosity purposes, for you know purposes of your work, for educational, for whatever reason, then you are targeted, and that means all files. So your name, your birthday, uh, privacy if you have cookies enabled, your browsing history, photos that for some reason that website may have, just really all files and that's problematic especially if in this age of net neutrality is going might be going away hopefully it does not go away where privacy is challenged online constantly where do we have any privacy anymore and it's just scary because even if this was an anti-hillary uh website the visitors should not have their information pretty much sent to the, the Justice Department just because they simply visited the website. Even if they did not, even if they agree with the anti-Trump or anti-Hillary website, or they just visited to see what the commotion was about, you know, I could go on disruptj20.org and my name 
my IP address, which is something they could also would want to get, they will be sent to the Justice Department. So if you are on on the line, do not go to disruptj20.org because we don't know what's going to happen with this case right now. Please, please don't go. Disrupt20.org, don't go. Now, my other story, and that is this Daily Stormer. So the Daily Stormer is, let's just face it, a neo-Nazi, white supremacist, uh, pseudo-news blog news site that takes the angle that the white man is, you know, losing some kind of war, that the liberals and the left are destroying them, and just things that, and messages that could be seen as radicalized um, terms. Of course, this is a neo-Nazi website. They literally have a section called Jewish Problem. Okay. And anti-Semitic as well. So, with this though, they released a article article saying that the victim of the Charlottesville attack, uh, Heather Heyer, she was a, a slut who was um, childless and she did not deserve to live. And people are glad that she died. Just really horrible things. So the the host for that website, GoDaddy, said, um, said to the Daily Stormer, you have 24 hours to move your domain to another service because we, we are not going to host your site anymore. So they tried going to Google and when Google found out, they're like, ah, nope, <laughs> we're not, you're not coming here either. So then... Now, as of this morning, it seems that the Daily Stormer has found a home on the dark web. So the only way you can access the, the Daily Stormer now is using the Tor browser, uh, which is, of course, the browser you use to get to the dark web. You can't go to the dark web with Google, Chrome, or Microsoft Edge. You, you have to use Tor. And, of course, this prevents any other uh, in a takedowns of the website and really... The dark web has been known to host white supremacy groups and just people who believe in that message. Oh, and a story related to that though, Discord, in Discord, the chat service, which is very popular amongst gamers, they shut down alt-right uh, comment sections, channels on their service because they don't want that kind of messaging to happen on their servers, you know, on their platform. So. Really, where does the free speech come with, um, you know, pretty much a very fringe, very right, very radical uh, viewpoint on race relations and on history? Of course, Charlottesville, they were protesting the removal of, of the Robert E. Lee uh, statue at Emancipation Park, which was renamed um, from Lee Park, you know, um, for Robert E. Lee, who was, if you don't know history, don't American history, and you're American, studied the history of the Confederate States of America and the Civil War. So yes, that is pretty much all the news I have for today. What is your opinion on free speech and the alt-right and really just this polarized America? You can't just be in the middle. If you're in the middle, you're betrayed to both. <sighs> I don't know. I'm sorry to get so political uh, this episode, but this had to be said because these are two very important stories and I'll see you in the next RAM. Bye. Daily Stormer is similar to another website, one that a key person in President Trump's inner circle used to be the editor-in-chief of.
His name is Steve Bannon, and that website is Breitbart News. Oh, God, it hurts. Give up, Zach. Now, everyone, at least everyone I know, is excited for Deadpool 2. The movie, which is currently in production, however, had a very sad day last week as one of the stunt drivers for the film died on set while performing a motorcycle stunt for the upcoming film. Vancouver police identified the stuntress as S.J. Harris from New York City. 20th Century Fox released a statement saying they are deeply saddened by the death. Deadpool's title actor Ryan Reynolds tweeted hours following the death, sharing his heartbreak over the loss and noting what he felt couldn't compare to what the family and friends of Harris were feeling. Reynolds says, quote, My heart pours out to them, along with each and every person she touched in this world. End quote. This is the second onset death recently. John Burnecker, a stuntman on AMC's The Walking Dead, died in July after performing a fall on the show's Georgia set. Here at Ram TV, our thoughts and prayers go out to both of those families who lost loved ones doing what they love to do. Now, let's brighten the atmosphere here and talk Sonic Mania. A game I can only assume to be Sega's way of getting back in the game industry as a true contender. Here's what the basics of the game is. It's a hearkening back to the classic Sonic games. Literally, Sega's way of saying, here's how we want you to remember our favorite little blue ball of speed. Forget Sonic of 2006, Sonic Unleashed, and please for God's sakes, forget Sonic Shuffle. Sonic Mania is Sega getting back in on the bandwagon of developers doing remakes of games. But here's an interesting bit with this. Sega put in a lot of time and work when doing Sonic Mania, and as far as I can tell, it shows. The game isn't an upgraded reboot. I mean, it is, but not like most. Sonic Mania was rebuilt from the ground up. No just updating graphics. We're talking complete rebuild here. The game has the fun, nostalgic retro feel from the 1990s, beautifully recapturing the 16-bit and high-def, weird sentence, gorgeous animated pixel art, and an incredible soundtrack to keep you running forward at full speed. Sonic Mania gives you not only what you expect, but builds on that with the unexpected, throwing new material at you in the old spin-dashing rounds. The game doesn't come without its fault, but they are nitpicky at best. Some of the bosses at times are eh. As with any games, uh, new games, there's glitches and bugs. And I wish there was more Knuckles-specific areas to incentivize playing them as well. But these are small when compared to the fact that the game overall resembles and feels like the one I grew up playing on the Sega Genesis. From the graphics to the controls and even the sound, Sonic Mania takes me back to a simpler time. Overall, this game is worth the pickup, and hell, it's only 30 bucks. so if you feel like a throwback without having to blow the dust off the old Genesis, this game is for you. But... If you're Zack, you'd rather be playing Dainty, or whatever it's called. So let's talk about that. Do you like the community aspect of a proper MMO? And did you try and enjoy the Monster Hunter franchise? Well, if you blend the two together and throw on a fresh coat of paint, you get a breakout attempt from Phoenix Labs called Dauntless. Zack's in the Founders Alpha Test, and he's going to share some of his early experiences. Here he is. Zack? Okay, so how many of you have heard of Dauntless? I hadn't until a friend mentioned it a few months ago, and I was hooked as soon as I saw it. Take the basic things that make an MMO what it is, add in gameplay elements of Monster Hunter, and throw a coat of paint over it that gives it a colorful, almost Wind Waker-ish look, and you've got Dauntless. 
There isn't much of a story to speak of yet for Dauntless. The basic gist of it is that your homeworld, the Shattered Isles, a series of floating islands, are in danger of being overtaken by behemoths, basically giant monsters. Starting here with the character creator, you're asked to pick two ancestors to form your character's basic face. Really, this is kind of a formality since you can play with the skin tones and sliders, but there's still a good mix of options here. And as you can see, no matter who you select, the game will try to balance out a look between the two bases. Or you can just slide it all the way over to one like I'm doing here with mutton chops. You get some basic options for hair and skin color and plenty of scales for eyes, nose, jaw, and even chin, size, depth, length, etc. There are unfinished sections for skin and other, and I'm pretty disappointed that facial hair wasn't added yet, but, you know, alpha. Speaking of which, this is still the Founder's Alpha test, technically not even beta, so there are some rough edges to the game as it stands. You'll notice there's this sort of fuzzy look to the graphics, but they are still beautiful. Being the tutorial, I'm given one weapon to try, the greatsword, and you get some basic attacks here. A quick light attack string, and a heavy elemental attack set. I can sprint, dodge roll, sprinting and dodging drain stamina, so you can't simply spam dodge all fight long, or you'll lack it when you really need it. As you can see, there's combos for each, and yes, there is full controller support. I was playing this with my Xbox controller. I won't waste too much more time in getting you to the main attraction, fighting behemoths. Like Monster Hunter, it's a process of learning a behemoth's attack patterns, what he can do from where, and how to avoid it and counter-strike. You can target areas of the body for different effects. Legs will slow them down, headshots might rattle them a bit, and as you see here, given enough time, I've cut off his tail completely. If I get in trouble, which I hope to god I don't, this tutorial enemy is easy to avoid and hits as hard as a half-filled pillow, you'll see I have a menu full of consumable items. These can range from healing potions, stamina refill potions, attack boosts, and more. Once he's finally fallen, you'll get a mix of crafting materials and style cores, which unlock a variety of things. Again, like Monster Hunter, you build weapons and armor off the parts of the fallen enemies. Unlike Monster Hunter, you don't need to actively carve them up during the fight or afterwards. They're added immediately. Only the first couple of zones are available for now, with the third zone aiming to be out sometime in the beta later this year. If you liked what you saw, then keep up with us, because I'll be making some more Dauntless content in the future as this progresses. Hope you enjoyed this time in the Shattered Isles, and happy hunting. Thanks, Zach. The Founders Alpha lasts until the end of August, but a closed beta is following soon behind. And purchasing a pre-order package on PlayDauntless.com ensures a spot in that beta. What's well, going to do it for us here on Ram TV? I hope you enjoyed your time with us. Do us a huge favor, would you? And uh, be sure to hit the like, subscribe buttons, as well as that little bell, so you can be kept kept up to date with all the information we have flowing here from the Geekdom. Take the time to visit our GoFundMes and our Patreon pages. There you can become the driving force that helps us grow. Leave your comments below and let us know what your thoughts are on the subjects we discuss. And as always, let us know if there is something you want to hear about. Join us every day for a Tiny Ram, every Sunday for a new episode of Ram TV. And don't forget, we are now in podcast form so you can take us with you on the road. Do you, Ram? Ram.